Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey everybody, welcome into the Retirement Pilot. Thanks for stopping by our podcast as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Steve Hoover. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing pretty good, Mark. How are you doing? Hanging in there. How was your uh, little trip? I know we were going to try to tape our podcast last week, but you had like a little short jaunt to do. How'd that go? Oh, well, very nice. Very relaxing and uh, uh, really needed a little time away. Yeah, well, I hear you there. We uh, we decided our go at our place that since uh, we weren't going to take a couple of the trips that were on our docket, you know, due to the whole pandemic thing, obviously, we bought a pool table instead. So got that delivered just the other day and been playing some mess out of some pool. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I love playing pool. Yeah. So that's been kind of fun. So we got a, I got a really cool, I found a used one actually. It was a great shape though. It was like a, like a really, I guess years ago when it was new, it was like super expensive, but I got a great deal and it was really cheap. So I got this nice uh, eight foot table and it's just like a tank thing weighs like a thousand pounds, but it's really cool. So we've been having a good time doing that. So I'm glad to hear that your trip was fun. I've been doing a little relaxing, so to speak myself, although it's been hot, man, it's been hot. Yeah, it was real hot where we went. It was uh, 71 and 50 at night. I would take 71 in a heartbeat. It is 96 here every day for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was hot. Uh, it was it's hot. So now it's raining today. So oh, oh well, cool it off a little bit, maybe. That's right. All right. Well, let's jump into our topic this week. And actually, you know, it, it's it, kind of nice to kind of have that little chit chat there in the beginning because our topic this week is not one that's always that well pleasant to discuss, really. But it's crucially important to have the conversations, and it's never easy. So our main discussion here is going to be about the difficulty around financial planning after the loss of a spouse. Now, obviously, emotional stuff, Steve, is carries a whole other set of weight there. We're going to try to not go into that too much because we all know that's going to be, you know, uh, that's a given, right? You're going to be emotional and there's going to be things to uh, that you have to work through. But when we lose a spouse, let's talk about the financial side. There are some questions and sometimes maybe even a mountain of questions or choices that have to be gone through. Now, the plus side is, is that while it's not pleasant, if you do some of this ahead of time by working with a financial advisor and a planner such as yourself, you can hopefully eliminate some of this when you are going through the before, as before I mentioned, heavily emotional problems and situation that occurs. But let's just kind of assume that it's not the case and some financial planning was not done. When you typically talk with somebody who, for the first time, a new client, whether it's a man or a woman, Steve, uh, and they have lost a spouse, what is typically their biggest concern? What do they bring up to you from a financial standpoint? A lot of them are confused of what exactly they need to do. Okay. Sometimes I've found one of the spouses is more involved in day-to-day -day finances, maybe during the investing. Uh, the other isn't kind of put it into their hands and said, okay, you take care of it. And this doesn't matter. This could be a male or a female. It doesn't really have any gender lines on it. But basically one is involved, the other is not. And it doesn't really matter if, if the one is involved, still have questions of, okay, well, I've lost a spouse. What, is, what does that mean to me? And what are the things that I have to do now and be worried about going forward? And it's it's really difficult because if I've dealt with a number of, of spouses uh, that that have lost their spouse and, you know, my dad lost my mother 18 years ago. And it's mm -hmm. until you're there, you really don't know as losing a spouse uh, is what I've been told and what I see. 
you know, losing a child, that's horrible. That's the worst that ever happened. Right, right. But for some reason, when somebody loses a spouse, it's even harder. So when it comes down to finances, they sometimes just don't know where to start. So what I do, and, and I know other advisors do it, so I'm probably not that unique. But what I have is a form that's called when you lose a loved one. And really what it is, is a, a game plan. What steps you need to take in the first week, the second week, the third week, the month from now, two months from now. And what it does is it goes through and says, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to contact Social Security. You need to contact a life insurance company. You need to contact you know, uh, where you have an IRA or uh, anything of that nature. Right, right. Kind of takes you step by step because a lot of times what I find is usually it's not the sp- surviving spouse that I'm dealing with. A lot of times it's the children because, or, or some other friend, if they don't have children locally that are like, okay, what do we need to do here? You right. Know, what kind do we of that, need to that helper to kind of help them. Cause they're obviously yeah. again, de- dealing with the emotional side. So it is difficult sometimes to think of all the questions you have to ask. And I mean, in a lot of ways that's good though, that you have to have another person there to help you kind of sift through the debris, if you will. Well, what are some possible items that come up, Steve? You know, when a spouse passes away, immediate challenges the other might be uh, left with. You, you mentioned a couple already. There's some other kind of just bullet point a few things for us, if you could. Well, the first is, is once you notify Social Security, and if you're on Social Security, you're going to lose the lower of the payments. Right. So in most cases, that's about a 33% loss of income. And I think we're, most of us kind of know that that's the case, but it's still a bit jarring when it happens. It is. And it, it's something that, frankly, people are like, oh, that's right. The other part is taxes. Yeah. Uh, in the year that the person dies or the spouse dies, you still are treated as a um, married filing jointly. But right. once that next year hits, you now file as a single and the taxes and some other things are not as lucrative as a married filing jointly. Sure. So you have tax issues. And I feel like that one is the one that probably gets overlooked a lot. Correct me if I'm wrong, since you do this all the time, but we're so if you've been married 30, 40 years, it's just habit, right? And then all of a sudden you just don't even think about the fact that you're now into a different tax bracket. And typically it goes up because you're now single. Oh, absolutely. And that it's an eye opener when that happens. The other part is, and, and this is an area that I, I do a lot of work in, is the estate planning side. Okay. And it's a lot of times I find, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have um, what we call a durable power of attorney. And a durable power of attorney is a document that allows somebody to take over for you if you're not dead, you're incapacitated or anything like that. And one of two things happened. One, they had their spouse, had no backup. So once the spouse was gone, there was nobody to take over. And number two, they don't have one. Vast majority of I talk to don't have one. So it's very, very important that that get done or reviewed even after the spouse goes. Mm. So uh, you always want to use a qualified, good estate planning attorney to help you on that. One other piece on the estate planning side, and this is crucial. Most people have their home jointly titled, joint tenants with rights to survivorship. They do that because they don't want the personal residence go through probate when the first spouse passes away. So what occurs is that the first spouse passes away and they never make the change on the deed or the title to the survivor. This happened to somebody I knew a number of years ago and a client of mine told me about a horror story that they went through when the first spouse passed away. They had subsequently remarried. They went to the closing table and they were ready to close and the title company said, where is Bob Jones? Well, he's not here anymore. Uh, where is he? Well, he passed away 10 years ago. Well, he was still on the title and they had taken him off the mortgage, but he still was on the title. They couldn't close. 
luckily they were able to close, but it was another month. Right. Uh, you had to jump life. through some hoops and right. Yeah. So yeah. it's just these little, little things that come up that you need another pair of eyes. And if, as, as you even said, you know, when somebody is dealing with that, they just don't see it. They sure. don't want to deal with it. Right. That's just not what they and it's totally do. understandable. Right. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, as a financial planner, you know, an advisor, you've been doing this for many years. It's unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast in the industry that you're in. It is typically going to happen, right? I mean, you're dealing with elderly couples and often, you know, one is going to go before the other. And so it is kind of par for the course in what happens in your industry. Uh, maybe you could just real quick on this episode before we wrap, you, you could just share a couple of, you know, anecdotes, if you would. Maybe a, a person who was left in a difficult situation because of, you know, poor prior planning you know, they came to you, uh, maybe they came to you after the person was deceased and now they're, you know, kind of dealing with that, those pieces, if you will. I'll tell you one because um, both of them have passed away okay. uh, since, but there was a, a, a client of mine, great. He and his wife were wonderful people and he was very detailed. We had, um, in fact, I had my dad, who's an estate planning attorney, do their documents, their trust, their wills, their power of attorneys, everything. We had put them together, got them drafted. And this this individual was a scientist, so he was very organized. I mean, he had everything. Uh, I give all my clients a binder, and it has tabs in it for different accounts so they can keep organized. And he was diligent. He put in you know, every document that, that we had gone over what he needs to have in that, that book. So we went through it diligently. He was incredibly precise on everything. Well, he went into the hospital, and in a couple of months, developed pneumonia or went into the hospital with pneumonia. And within about three or four weeks, passed away just out of the blue. His wife had had some some health issues, and she was not mentally ready to do anything. She just she didn't know anything what was going on. She was dealing with some health issues. So the children ended up getting the book, my binder, and because it says before you do anything, call me. And we got together, and we started pulling everything together. And since he had done such a great job. Of everything, it really was going along very smoothly until we found out that he owned a piece of property in another state with his sister that had not been put into his trust, that did not get retitled. He was in the process of doing some surveying to be able to split the property, but never got it in there. It took us 18 months wow. and about $10,000 in attorney's fees to get this ultimately to his spouse, which is where it needed to go. What happened was it had to go through probate in that particular state mm -hmm. to just get to his spouse. Crazy. It took 18 months and $10,000 to get this done. We all ultimately were fortunate to get it done. Right. And when his spouse died, about five years later, we had it all, had it all taken care of and everything smooth ran smoothly after that. But that, it, it just... You know, you never know yeah. when something's going to happen. Yeah, and it goes to show the power of planning some things ahead of time. And again, it's not the most pleasant conversation, but man, just think about the, you know, the transition. How much easier it is going to be on your loved one if some of these things are dotted and and you know, eyes dotted and t's crossed ahead of time. So we'll wrap it up with the opposite side, Steve. Can you share with us uh, maybe a situation or a story where the person was left in really strong position because they had started working with you and had you know gotten these things kind of checked off you know, ahead of time. Yeah. Um, this has happened just a couple of years ago. She had lost her husband about three years before I started working with her okay. and they had everything um, jointly titled. Everything went to, to his spouse, which was okay. I mean, at that point that was fine. She inherited everything mm -hmm. um, from her spouse and we were able 
to take everything and make sure the proper beneficiary designations on the retirement accounts, which is the main asset next to the house that she had. But we were able to go in, make sure that the house was titled properly in her name, inside her trust. Her husband's had been taken off. All the beneficiary designations, all on the retirement accounts, which is what she had, were to her daughter. So everything was taken care of. And then she came in one day and said, I knew she had been going through cancer treatments. And she just came in one day and said, I'm not doing any more. And they've given me two months to live. Aww. And it was about a month later and she passed away. But everything smoothly transitioned to her daughter. No probate, no attorney fees, nothing. Everything went exactly the way it was supposed to go. And that was a relief to her daughter. And I know it would have been a relief to her mother because she was, that's really what she wanted to make sure happened. So just having another set of eyes looking at it, having this document, which I'll give everybody if they just email me, I'll send you the when you lose a loved one document. It really comes in handy because it just allows you a game plan, a step-by-step approach, has sample letters in there. You need to send to social security, to a pension plan, to a 401k, whatever. So that's awesome. Um, well, planning that, planning is it. Yeah. You're right. It's not fun to talk about, but I hate to tell you, not all of us, well, none of us are going to get out of this <laughs> right. alive. Yeah. Mortality rates are still pretty much there at 100%. Well, there you go, folks. That's going to do it this week on the podcast. Great you know, that Steve's going to share this with you. So if you'd like to get that uh, that document, that uh, that form there he's talking about on how to plan for some of these steps, have some things to check off, just reach out to the website and you can do so. That's at wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. And as Steve mentioned, you can email him at steveh at wealthpartnerscorp.com. Uh, either way, just reach out to him, let him know, or call 913-685-3207. And as always, we appreciate your time on the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever platform you're using. Uh, I think on Apple, it's like a little heart you hit or whatever. So something like that, we'd certainly appreciate it if you found it useful. As always, before you take action, check with a qualified professional before you take any, you know, make any steps, make any moves on something you hear on this show or any other to see how it's going to affect you. And you can reach out to Steve at 913-685-3207. Steve, my friend, thanks for your time. As always, I appreciate you and I hope you have a good week. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Mark. We'll see you next time here, folks, on The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Again, don't forget to go to wealthpartnerskc.com, and we'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.